Okay, welcome everyone to the Bolt from the Blue podcast. It's a fantastic time to be a Man City supporter. We haven't got Kevin De Bruyne back, but when that happens, things are going to improve markedly. And that's not everything that we need to talk about because there were goals galore. Uh, let's just uh, introduce the two guys. We've got uh, Ray. Ray, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. And since you mentioned Kevin De Bruyne, I'm going to have to uh, own up to something. A little admission. I was dreaming of Kevin De Bruyne last night. I was. Oh, my gosh. That, that's kind of frightening. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not, not in a, you know, uh, man love. Uh, not in an inappropriate way. No, 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 no. I was dreaming of him coming back this month and scoring a goal. Um, from outside the box, just curling it in past the keeper. I can't remember who it was, it was against, probably Liverpool. <laughs> probably Liverpool. So that was my dream last night. Uh, and, hey, I hope it comes true because we got Liverpool uh, towards the end of the month. So that would be really nice. I don't think well, he, don't, he he tends to score goals that way. We've also yeah. got uh, Bernard. Bernard, how are you doing? I'm liking that. That's me. Live, live from the, live from uh, the south stand. Just turn that down now. Get it off. Get it off, Bernard. Get it off. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I can't stop it, lads. It's going on and on. <laughs> but you there did say you'd get it out today, Bernard. Oh, it's mad. It's madness. You uh, did say you'd get it out today, and you weren't in the ground when that game was finishing on uh, on Saturday, but. Uh, it's always nice to have that bouncing round, isn't it? I was speaking to um, a United fan. It was quite funny, actually. And uh, I was not speaking to her, hearing from her. She was a friend of my of my uh, fiancé's. And she said, like, City have only got one song. I thought, where do these where, where, where do these people live? I mean, you know, they only sing City. That's all they sing. I mean, they must live on another planet, these United fans. They, they believe what they're told or they believe what they believe. It's... it's uh, it's ridiculous, really, isn't it? I mean, uh, no, it's good. It's a good little tune, that, isn't it, guys? And I think we were saying before this Bournemouth game, uh, we need to get the goal difference up, didn't we? And, uh, yeah, we succeeded. Well, listen, uh, lads, I mean, you gave me... Um, the, the, I'm talking to the supporters here. You gave me a lot of grief uh, last time because I made the mistake that I'm not going to make again this time. I'm going to go to Bernard first and talk <laughs> about the lineup. Bernard! Yeah. Tell yeah. me about the lineup. Yeah, well, I said I said we get four or five changes. Unfortunately, I got four wrong, so they weren't the four or five five changes. You got four <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yeah, we got seven. I did say we make four or five changes to the last to the United game, and we did. We made four changes, but unfortunately, I got the wrong four. Uh, I had Diaz, Grealish, Foden, and Lewis all start in this game, but obviously uh, they didn't. So yeah, the, the Pep's eleven: Edison, Walker. Captain Stones, Akanji, Aki, Rodri, Kovacic, Bernardo, Doku, Alvarez and Haaland. Well, for half a game anyway. So, uh, yeah, on the bench, Ortega, Diaz, Phillips, Grealish, Gvardiol, Nunes, Foden, Bob and Lewis. Quite a strong bench. But, yeah, I, I was happy. I, got, I almost got the score right. I was going to come on bragging, you know, because I said 5-1 and obviously I was one out, unfortunately. So that would have made up for it. But, uh, yeah, I think I don't think anyone could have argued with that team. I'm sure Ray might, but uh, I think it was fair enough. Well, let's go to Ray because I think that I've made a mistake, guys. We should have gone to Ray because he wouldn't have got four wrong. We might have got three wrong or two wrong. What, what did you think, Ray? Uh, about the team, team, team is a good team. 
You know, I, I don't think I, I didn't think Foden would get dropped. Um, I'll, I'll be quite honest uh, with you guys about that. I rested. Foden... I don't. I don't think Pep's dropping anyone at the moment. I think he's just <laughs> resting them. Yeah, yeah. Calvin Phillips is rested, isn't he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't think it was funny. I thought it might be slightly amusing, but not funny. But look, the thing is, um, I thought, um, yeah, it's, I think I said before, it's hard. It's really hard to get all the the lineup right because we've got now that we've got most of our players back, apart from KDB, it's hard to get it right. I mean, let's have, have a look and see how, how many I would have got. But Bernard, I did give him his due. Um, he did say Kovacic uh, might be a surprise uh, inclusion. Um, I think I would have got Haaland, Bernardo, Alvarez, Doku, uh, Rodri, Walker, Stones, Edison. So I'm I'm lacking in my defence. I'd have had Aki in. Uh, maybe not, actually, with Pep. But it's, as I said, it's, it's trying to work out. No one would have expected Diaz to be rested. I think that's the word. Um, He's got a new girlfriend, by the way. Did you see the song? Maybe that's maybe that's why he needs a rest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, uh, we were I, talking about that in the last pod, actually. Then suddenly he gets a new girlfriend. Well, I, I think uh, you know he's done. Uh, uh, Pep's just copying uh, uh, Eric Ten Hag because he dropped uh, <laughs> Rashford for, go for for going out um, on his birthday. I mean, well, that's silly sob for doing that. Not Rashford. Um, you know, the guy's got to be allowed to continue with his life and enjoy, you know, maybe not be as happy because he got pumped by City, but he's still got to go and have your birthday, man. And uh, Ten Hag, he, he's on a, you know, he's on a loser because he's he's, he's alienating um, uh, the the players. So so Pep's taking a leaf out of his book and dropped Diaz just for getting pictured out, you know, schmoozing with this, this new girl. But I, I, look, as I said, Pep could have put Gavardiol in. He could have put Diaz in. He could have put Lewis in, and nobody would have complained. So it's. I think anybody who can get eleven out of eleven uh, on a Pep team now going forwards is uh, either a liar or very lucky. Well, Bernard, let's talk about Doku because um, I put up a post and got one of the best responses that I've ever had when I basically said. That guy doesn't mess around, and he reminds me of. The, you remember the days of um, Peter Barnes and Gary Owen before, like Malcolm sold them to West Brom. Uh, those guys didn't mess around either. It was like they they just went straight for goal. And this guy does the same thing. He he doesn't mess around, Bernard, does he? No, I mean the thing. The thing with obviously it's like a, a flashback, isn't it? As you said, to those days of a winger who he can be closed down, but he just needs that little split second to get himself free and get a chance. He won't do it all the time. He'll, he'll make a mess of it. And what I like about, obviously, we, we face a lot of these teams that put men in the box, put a lot of men behind the ball. We always have done. But if, if Doku's going to have those shots and he, he, he earns that little bit of luck, he earns that little deflection, uh, he earns a big deflection in certain cases off one of our players, uh, it's just brilliant. It's just brilliant to watch because he gives... And I'm not going on with this Doku Grealish thing. They both give us different things. Pep knows that Doku's more likely to to lose the ball, but as long as Pep's got his uh, midfielders backing him up, you know, people like Stones and and the Rodri's there. To, if if he does make a mess of it or he does uh, rebound out or go to one of their players, uh, then we're okay. It's he's a totally different player, and Pep expects different things from him. And that's what's great about it. He's he's not putting. 
Uh, I thought people like Palmer who left. I mean, uh, you know, Pep didn't want Palmer to take those chances. Doku's a totally different kettle of fish, isn't he? I mean, he's found the perfect example there where most of the time he'll take the chances and get away with it. Palmer, Palmer wasn't doing that, unfortunately, and wasn't able or looked likely to do it. It's just a great play. It's just refreshing. It's just refreshing for City, and it's fired us up. And it, uh, we'll talk about him getting a bit more of a free reign. I thought in this game because I think we looked a bit, a bit, a bit rubbish in the first thirty minutes because we were all uh, down the left and right. We were a bit slow and laborious. But uh, once Doku and that other guy we're going to talk about, my mate Bernardo, will let loose. Uh, everything changed. Fantastic stuff. I've got a question, and you mentioned you might have covered some of this. Maybe I'll. Lothian who wasn't listening about Palmer and Doku. And I'll, I'll, I'll ask this to Mike, since he's the host, the most. Uh, <clears throat> How old is Jeremy Doku compared to Cole Palmer? Well, Doku, I believe, is 21. Am I wrong? You're right. You're right. And um, Palmer's about the same. Palmer is old. I would Doku. say... Was that a bit younger? He's older? Is old, you know, Cole Palmer is older than Jeremy Doku. By three weeks. He's got three weeks. really fast feet, that guy, yeah. you know. But my, my point is, I understand what, uh, you know, agree with Bernard. The thing with Palmer, Palmer, end of last season, wasn't – last season, most of the time, wasn't taking his opportunities. Now, he sparkled a bit at the start of this season – with that goal against um, Arsenal in the Community Shield, Sevilla in the Super Cup. And, you know, I was a bit disappointed. He's left, but if you compare him with what Doku's doing at, at a similar age, Doku's taking his chances. And he, he's been so good. Pet's been effusing uh, about him um, on a regular basis in his press conferences. Um and he's been so good that I'm not going to make the, you know, don't take this the wrong way, but he's been pushing 100 million pound man Jack Grealish into the shade a little bit with the with the start of City. And although this could just be a purple patch, um, but it's some purple patch for for a kid who's 21 years old. It doesn't look like he's going to slow down, you know. And it doesn't, it doesn't seem to have a, a set thing either, does he? He doesn't seem to have, you know, with Mares, you knew what he was going to do. All right, he couldn't always make up for it. He couldn't, as a defender, he couldn't do much about it. But Doku doesn't seem to have that. He seems to have a, a wide array of uh, of abilities to know what to do, go inside, outside, up, down, inside, you know, everywhere. Uh, I yeah, think that's, that's I, the I difference. Admit, I didn't, on his assist for Bernardo Silva's first goal, I didn't think Doku knew what he was doing. Okay, because he was bend, he was bendy legged and um, going this way and that way, um, and then suddenly he had that moment of clarity and rolled it into Bernardo. And but which that's fine because if it as they used to say about oh I can't remember the Aston Villa strike uh, player uh, was it Tony Daly? Um, if if he doesn't know what he's going to do, how can the defender know what he's going to do? Okay, um, it was either him or another village uh, uh, winger who was might be Vassell or something. But my point is, he's going inside, he's going outside, he's got a better shot. Let's be honest, he's, he's, he's more, if we want to say clinical, he's more on target than Jack. I'm not trying to compare them, just you know, just saying facts. He's more on target than Jack, he's more prepared 
to have that pop from outside the box, that left footer that came off of Kanji's bum or his back or whatever. Um, he's more prepared to do that. And I, I, don't, I don't think Jack has that belief, that confidence to do that. And, and I think some of that is that impetuousness uh, of youth in, in Doku, that he's not looking at the downside. And I think that's... A, I'm going to compare them a little bit now, but that, I think that's an issue for Jack. Jack's looking at, what if I don't get, you know, I, that's what, my, what I'm thinking. Jack's looking at it and thinking, what if I have a shot and it's useless? Or, you know, what if I miss? I'm giving that ball away. Doku doesn't look that, think like that. He has, in my opinion, he has very little fear. Do you think, that, do you think that's, guys, do you think that's Pep, though? Do you think that's Pep? Obviously, Jack, a bit wary of Pep, and he, yeah. but he's allowing Doku a bit more freedom than, than Pep allowed Grealish. Well, that's one of the that's one of the things that um, everyone laughed about, which Ray got right uh, when we talked about all these players that could be signing for City. People like Doku, um, uh, Tavertz, Kelly, Ray said, "Don't worry, Pep will train that out of him." <laughs> that made me laugh because that is probably true. Well, look at look at I, I, I'll give you two examples, prime examples, and I'll, I'll give you a third. Actually, Grealish, he's not the same free player as he was at Villa. Still, no, definitely not. In a small pond, and I've said this many times, said it years and years ago about Mares, and it's same applies to Grealish. Mares was a big fish in a small pond. Uh, uh, I don't place. think that Pep was able to tame Mares as, no, no, as no, much no. as he wanted to. That's what. That's why he got did sold. Mares, okay. no, Mares did some something unnatural for him was to, uh, to come back and defend. He pretended. I, I used to say Maris half the time he was pretending that he was putting the effort in. But um, you know, look, I've been a lazy bugger at times. I've seen people on the pitch being lazy buggers. And you know when then when they're only doing it half-hearted to say, Oh, I was tracking back, I was chasing. And I think, no, you can't. That, that is I mean, I, I I'm watching I'm watching Bird laughing at that. But that is that that's probably true. It's true. <laughs> but the thing is, so in, in, when you play for Leicester, when you play for Villa, I've said this, I'll give the same analogy as I said, or whatever, 10, 10 times. You've, you can take 10, you can do 10 dribbles, okay? You can be successful with five, and you can look dangerous in two. You can do that for Villa, you can do that for uh, Leicester, okay? And you might, every two or three games, score a, a really stunning goal, and that's what people remember. People remember Jack Grealish from Maris for cutting inside, doing a bit of dribbling, scoring a cracking goal. But at City, we remember you for the five times you lost the ball on your dribble. Pep won't allow that. At Villa, unless you can get away with that. At City, you cannot. You lose the ball five times out of ten, or three times out of ten, you're on the bench. Ask Terry Henry. Terry Henry said it was a prime example. It was a game for Barcelona. And Pepper told him to, I think, hug the touchline, hug the touchline, hug the touchline. And uh, Henri wasn't getting much of the ball or wasn't whatever. He drifted across and he ended up scored a great goal. Yeah. What did Pep do at halftime? Subbed him, subbed so, him off. So that's the you know stubbornness and, and, and whatever of Pep, and you can argue it negatively against it, but you can also argue that that's what makes him Pep. So I think Grealish is doing what Pep says, but that has made him more negative and defensive in his mind. Doku, he's like, Doku's like spring. He's like a spring flower. He's just opening up 
and he's had no time for the bee to come down and take his bit of his nectar or whatever. He's, you know, no one's interfered with him. No one's fiddling with him. No one's telling him to go in this or that direction. He's just opening up. Look, maybe next year, Doku will be as boring as Jack and be passing the ball back, but I hope not. Look at Leroy Sane. Leroy Sane, arguably now, is uh, uh, Bayern Munich. He's playing some of his best football. He's got a little bit older, a little bit wiser. But at City, he was incredible at City. But Pep didn't like his work ethic or he wasn't doing exactly what Pep wanted in certain aspects of the game. And that was a problem. And he ended up, despite being the most exciting player that we had at the time, being uh, on the bench for, if you go back to the Centurion season, last uh, four or five months, Leroy Sane was a bit part player because he wasn't doing what Pep wanted. So that's the risk that I, I don't want to see that to happen to Doku. He's still young. And I still want him to be able to express himself. And he's not, as I said, maybe it's a purple patch. He's not, from what I've seen, he's not losing the ball that much. He's making, you know, some really good, mature decisions. Um, and he's getting more often than not, a lot more often than not, he's getting them right. So he's making... Bernard, Bernard right. is, Do is Doku better than Peter Barnes? I mean, he's got the trickery, but I don't you're think he can, he can run that fast. You're asking me to go back 45 years, Mike. Okay, I can't. Yeah, yeah, what. but that, that's that's where our fans are. I mean, Barnes was very yeah. direct. I'll, I'll be honest, mate. I'll be honest. I can't remember what I was doing 45 minutes ago. Uh, let alone 45. That's years. that's why I was asking Bernard. I wasn't asking you. <laughs> no, all right. Okay, I'm going to not mention Peter Barnes. I'm going to digress now. I'm just going to throw this in, Mike. Okay, how? Uh, which? I'll, I'll, I've got two questions for Mike. Two questions. Okay. Oh, I'm going to have to get this right. And I, I um, which Irish I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Irish teams, and you can have North or South, or the Republic or the Northern Ireland. Which Irish teams did Peter Barnes play for? What, like at the end of his career? Well, well certainly well at the beginning of his career, mate. The last professional team he played for, he only played one game. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, come on, have a guess. Um, Linfield? Glen Torren? Okay, North Belfast. He was in North Belfast. North Belfast, Cliftonville. Played one game for Cliftonville. Okay, now we go uh, south of the border, if I'm right. And he played a team that plays at Weaver's Park. Can I don't know, mate. That is out of, out of my wheelhouse completely. All right, last question, Mike. Sorry, I'm, I'm just digressing, but I think it's a bit of fun. How many teams did he play for? And that includes loan. That includes that loan spell at Man United where he didn't play any games. <laughs> Oh, in his career, uh, uh, look, looking at his record, it must have been like, how many teams did he play for? Yeah. Must have been about nine or ten, I would say. Bernard, this includes loans. As I said, includes like the loan to Man United where he didn't play. Uh, <laughs> and, he, and he came back to City, remember? He came back to City, so I'm going to do yeah. that twice. Yeah. So, I don't think Mike was far out, surely. <laughs> you reckon? Well, like 20. 27. Oh, yeah. okay. 27 teams? 27. Holy that includes crap. Sorry? 
Holy crap, that is yeah. a lot. Man City, but... West Brom, Leeds, Real Betis, do you remember them? Leeds again, Man United on loan, Coventry City, back to Man United. Yeah, two spells at Man United. Man City, oh, right. Ray, you're on Wikipedia. Listen, that's... He had to go to those 27 clubs to promote his ball on a string thing. So, you know, <laughs> that's what he had to do to sell it. But, so, but, 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 listen, the, uh, the original question that I, I asked <laughs> Bloody Bernard was is yeah. is Docker as good as, as Peter Barnes was? Peter Barnes was a breath of fresh air when he first started playing for City. He was absolutely brilliant. Uh, he did have a ball on the string sometimes, uh, some cracking goals, some cracking wing play. In the same way, David White many years later, yeah. similar similar sort of thing. Uh, yeah, but he, you know, obviously, what ruined him was going to West Bromwich Albion. But whether he would have had the, you know. People like Summerby, people, the wingers of those days. Uh, they get found out. He got found out a little bit, and he, he just he got to a point where, sadly, he just wasn't as good in the same way some players are. You know, Joe Hart was fantastic, and all of a sudden Pep gets rid of him, and he, he's rubbish. You know, it, it's just how it is. Uh, Peter Barnes, fantastic, great guy, great lad as well, a great person to chat to. I've chatted to him myself, had a bit of fun with him. Uh, he's just a, a great player at the time for four, like Joe Corrigan. Uh, the best in the world for me for three or four seasons. And, and Peter Barnes was a similar on the wing. You know, he was brilliant for three or four seasons or whatever it was uh, at that time. But uh, longevity. Uh, so let's hope Doku lasts a little bit longer. <laughs> well, well, let's ask Ray. Uh, Ray, six goals. What was the pick of the goals for you? And think about this for a minute before you answer, because there... There were some terrific goals. The Kanji was the best for me. Kanji's bum. Uh, well, did you did you see he finally scored? <laughs> he was happy. Yeah. He did score. It was his goal. It was going wide. It was going yeah, yeah. wide. The shot. Um, I well, his backside put it in. Oh, his yeah, back. Well, his back. Yeah, I was. I must admit, when I looked looked at it back, I thought, oh, it could have caught his arm. I was waiting for VAR. Uh, I was surprised VAR didn't get involved because it looked as though he caught a bit of his top of his arm to me. But definitely his back anyway. So we'll we'll have that. Um, okay. Well, Ray, what, Ray, what was the what was the pick of the goals for you? I think most people will look at Bernardo Silva's second goal because it was a it was a brilliant pass from uh, Doku inside his own half. He did a shimmy to get past to get the space past his man. In his own half, uh, not supposed to do that <laughs> uh, under Pep, and then he put this great ball into Bernardo, who was running on to it. Bernardo, Bernardo Messi, yeah. And Pep said it reminded him of Messi because look, the pass from uh, from Doku was brilliant. The run from Bernardo was great. The way he got past his defender in the box, where he he feigned that he was going to stop the ball and go back. And just carried on, and he left the defender for dead. The way he dinked it over the keeper, I mean, those two bits of play are really, really special. And if Messi had done that, that goal would be on loop for a You know what really season. annoyed me? That guy who tried to clear it, and it was well over the line. He knew it was well over the line. When he's, you know, he ruined it. That would have been lovely just to nestle in the back of the net after he dinked it. That sort of ruined it for me. Yeah, like, ah, I you're getting it to go, but oh, come on. Um, who was it? Who, who was the guy? If the, look, if that was a City player, you'd have said, why didn't he try and clear no, it? No, no, I'm not having it. If that was not five yards over the line when he did that, there's no need for it. No need for it. <laughs> I tell you what, Bernard, I tell you what, is that, <laughs> I, I, 
I don't know what you tell the ladies if you think that was five yards, mate. Well, I must admit, mate, I'm up the other end, so I look five yards over to me from the uh, south stand. You're, I think you're uh, you're a bit of an exaggerator there. You know, it, it was about a yard over, not five. So, you know, uh, ten inches become two. <laughs> well, I must admit, I, I think talking about goals, Mike. I mean, the, the first goal. I mean, it reminded me lots, lots of David Silva, uh, Gundo's goals. You know, where uh, it's just great work again by Doku and Bernardo just just passed it into the net. I mean, it was absolutely superb. No, he didn't put his foot through it. Didn't do anything. Just reminded me so much of Gundo and David Silva in the past and them sort of goals. Guys, they they embarrassed us at times. I mean, the, uh, there was the offside goal, and then they stuck in that one that they got. I mean, they they embarrassed us at. at times i'm pretty sure ray has got something to say about that um, <laughs> yeah it was a night i mean that first goal it was like a knife through butter wasn't it i mean we were sort of shell-shocked in the south stand we didn't we didn't even see anyone get a foot on it to put it in the net it was that it was that quick okay they had that disallowed goal from offside which was you know Paul, Paul from City, because it wasn't, you know, we're, we're talking half a yard and we weren't playing for the offside, I don't think. So that was just, we were lucky. That was the start of the second half when we were three nil up. That would have given them a, something to hold on to. They started that second half like they meant business, like they had a kick up the backside. They were chasing, they were harrying. Obviously, Harlan had gone off. Um, rested is the word these days or injured? A precaution. Um, uh, but Pep pulled him off at half time, so he needed the rest. Um, then, so they were they were really at it. They were really at us. We, we we had dropped off. I think it was obvious to see they'd stepped it up. We had dropped off, and if they'd got that goal, then that could have affected the the direction of the game or the way the second half unfolded. They hit the. You got to remember that was it. Solanke hit the crossbar. Edison was beaten. And then they scored the goal. Three. They could have had three goals. And I said this before the game that I said to you, I asked you last on the last pod, how many clean sheets of City had? Well, that's four in 17. I told my lad, I said, why the hell have you got Kyle Walker in your fantasy football team? Because City aren't going to get clean sheets. I said, okay, if you've now finally dropped Kyle Walker, City will start getting clean sheets. But it's an issue. It's an issue that. And he said, uh, two pods ago, I think, or on one of my shows, that we've got better defenders now. We've got some fantastic defenders. Just, you know, Walker. Anybody would, would take Walker. We've got Johnny Stones. Anybody would take John Stones. Ruben Diaz. Anybody would want him. Gavardio. Everybody would want him. Lots of did. Aki. Lots of teams would take Aki. Anakanji. Looking at the map. Six top defenders. And we got Rico as well. But we're letting goals in almost every single game, you know, and that has got to be a concern. So it's, it's a huge worry that a team like Bournemouth, who's, you know, struggling to score goals, can can walk through us. And and as have many other teams, They've many teams have walked through us this season and we've been shocking in defence um, on occasion. It, it is a concern, um, uh, Bernard, but... There is a silver lining because I think I think it's about two weeks or three weeks now. Do we get uh, Kevin De Bruyne back? But who are you going to drop? 
Um, he he is he doesn't offer us much defensively, but he's a, he's a a real threat. So it's a it's a it's a headache for Pep that one, I think. Well, it is if it happens. I mean, who, who's to know? We know when KDB comes back, there won't be someone else uh, unavailable, if you like. And it's a problem that's going to, it's a nice problem to have, obviously. But, uh, you know, the obvious things at the moment are people like, uh, that are sort of flying under the radar, of course, uh, like perhaps Alvarez. Alvarez, I think, is playing some fantastic stuff in sort of backing up the team, you know. But but doing, you you, you know, said, uh, Bernard, that you don't, you don't know where he plays. He's doing the boring things, isn't he? So, I mean, for me, I, I worry about KDB when he comes back, whether it's January. I'm not going to worry about it now. Let, let's just get through uh, December and January. He's looking well. I've seen Kevin. He, his hair looks well. I don't think he's had his hair. He looks as though he's all... He's had his hair. And, and looks as though he's had a good rest. He's, I think he's a lot slimmer than he was. Should we, should we be talking about hair on this podcast? <laughs> so, I'm only... No, so I'll tell you what. May as well talk about it. Can't do anything with it, can I? So I may as well talk about I, her. I've got to say, his dress sense. It's ridiculous, that coat he has, that long coat. You know, I'm, it's, I'm, it's not about the money you have. You can at least dress a bit better than that. Is. No, Kevin needs a haircut. He looks like a porn star at the moment. Well, hey, you'd know, Mike. You'd know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's worry about KDB when he comes back and who's going to step aside. Because the, uh, the thing is, Bernard, Look, if he's not back for, let's say, four or six weeks, we might have a couple of injuries. So he yeah, might just yeah. slot back we'll in. It's, it's too early to mention off. that. We might be playing so well that Pep says, hey, Kev, you start on the bench, which is where I, I said it the last time he had a, a three, two or three months out a few years ago. I wanted him to start on the bench. He started two or three games on the bench and then he came back to the side. But that's where he's got to start. You can't just throw him back in. Um, you know, and if, if we're on a good, if we're in, in a good moment, I don't see why you're playing. You know, if he was, is- was fit, for, all right, I'll, I'll throw it out to you two. If he was fit for this young boys game, say you could play now on. Well, all right, Chelsea away. Let's let's have a, a tougher game. So he was fit for that, and he's going to play. Who automatically Ray and Mike? Who who would he replace now in that in that? Uh, you 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 have to you have to play, uh, Rodri. Him and Bernardo Silva in a, in a midfield trident, I think. And who would go then? Who would be sacrificed? Easy for me. Okay, Ray. I drop. I'd rest Harland. <laughs> I'd rest Harland. Why? Because he just got knock. Pep said he might be back for young boys. No chance. If Pep plays him against young boys, that's in my opinion stupid. He's, he's lost Pep, a bit, Ray, hasn't he? What's that? He's lost it a wee bit, I think, Harland. He's, he's, no, I mean, come on. I mean, he, he could have, he probably might have scored an hat trick in the second half. We don't know, do we? All right. He's very, very, very unlucky. He keeps hitting the bar, hitting the, uh, no, 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 the posts. No, no, no. Um, no, no. Hitting the bar was um, was good defending. Yeah. It was cracking defending because if that fella hand got there and got that little touch, that was going in in my, in my, in my book. Uh, but when he r- sort of rises into the air like that, um, you'd think it's going to be a goal, but no, no, he's, no, no, no. He, he keeps finding the goalkeeper. No, no, it's like playing basketball. If someone's jumping up to have a shot, do you think the defense defensive player is just going to say, yeah, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to make an attempt because you're so good. you still got to make an attempt. So the, the defender went with him. Got to give the defender huge amounts of credit. 
because Haaland was easily winning that ball, easily winning that header. But the defender got just a little touch, which took it onto the bar. So I'm, I'm giving a ton of credit to the defender. But he had a, Haaland had a good chance in that first half towards um, coming up to half time, where he was put through. I can't remember who put him through now. Certainly weren't Doku, um, but it's, it was put through, and he should have pulled the trigger. And he took an extra yeah, touch. Yeah, he delayed it. Yeah, I looked at my lad and I said, "Well, usually, like Aguero, for instance, would have smacked it first time, and even Harland has done it in the past. But for some reason, he just delayed that split second. Wait, wait, he took the there, there, there's something um, missing with him at the moment. I don't, I don't think I don't think I'm wrong in saying that. Confidence. I always go back to confidence. Okay, if he's confident, he takes that first time, or he cuts inside the defender, so he he goes from right to left. If he's confident, if he's not confident, he takes it. He takes it. An unrequ—I don't know what the right word is here. A, a, a useless touch, an unrequired, unnecessary, unnecessary, unnecessary touch. That's the, word. that's that's the word. He takes that extra touch, which is not necessary, which gives the defender a, ta- a chance to get back as well. There's no need for it. He should have been slamming that past the keeper. He had all the goal to aim at, and it was poor. And I, I'll go back to confidence. People say, oh, how can he not be confident? He's, you know, he's top player in the world. He's playing, he's got so many goals this season and last season. He's um, the Nordic Mitchell, he's loaded. You know, he, he's got a beautiful girlfriend or whatever. Um, and people can say all sorts about him. But confidence, you know, He's why though? Why is he not confident, Ray? I don't know. You think it's Pep? Do you think he's you think sort of under pressure with Pep? I, I really don't think so because he's uh, probably under pressure from from his dad. He's under pressure um, from every every side. He looks cool and you know he looks cool and calm and all that, but he's under pressure, uh, you know. And he's how old is he? Twenty two. You yep. know, twenty three. He must be twenty three now. Um, so he's 23, yeah, he's 23 years old, okay? He's just young, he's a kid. He's a kid. You're going to have either occasionally you'll have something on your mind, you'll be anxious a little bit, you'll be, you know, lack of a, a little bit of confidence. It happens. It happens to people of all ages. Um, so but sometimes when I see him with a touch, you know, I just think, for me, that's that's. That's all the way I can look at it. I can't think of any other reason why he would feel the necessity to have that extra touch when it's on a plate for him to strike. It's in a great position for him to strike. Why he thinks he wants or needs that extra touch, I can't explain. You know, like I think the- every everyone would agree with that. He he's taking he's taking an extra touch a lot of the time but let's let's switch the subject guys um and go on to um bernard and talk about bernardo silva now that guy makes me cry because i know he's leaving i know that next season he's gonna leave but he was uh fabulous in this game bernard uh, what do you think yeah i think i think i'm a stuck record on this i i want to see Bernardo in around that last third, in around that opponent's box. That's where he's best. A lot of the time, Pep asks him to do a job, whether it's playing left back, holding the ball in the middle or whatever. But we, we saw how devastating he and Doku, if you like, terrified uh, that Bournemouth uh, back, back line or back lines, if you like. 
Uh, and this is where I want to see Bernardo. That is where he's most effective for me, where he's doing these, uh, you know. But uh, of course, as I say, most of the time he does a job for Pep and he doesn't, he's not allowed that freedom. And I, I think we saw that against Bournemouth. If you, if you give Doku and Bernardo, not, not free license, I mean, they're still playing to a system, of course they are. But if you give them that little bit more freedom to do what they want, uh, they're just fantastic. But Bernardo's a fantastic player. And, and I'll cry about it when he goes at the moment. I'll just enjoy it while he's there. Yeah. It's funny, Ray, because um, um, it looked like at certain points Kovacic and Akanji had scored. They didn't, but um, they were. They were. You, you could see how desperate they were. Those two to That's put their like, name on the score sheet. Sort of like desperate. You know, you, any player wherever they are on the pitch, you go and ask Edison. If he wants to score, yeah, he wants to score. Everybody likes to score a goal. It's it's a, a euphoric moment, and especially for defenders, if you if you rarely do so, you want to score. I don't think they're desperate. I think they're, they're just as keen as anybody else who wants to get on the score sheet. Um, ask Nathan Aki. Look at his that last goal. You know, uh, the the sixth goal. Oh, uh, that beautiful header. Beautiful. Um, that was that was that was um. Very, very brave and yeah. aggressive and lovely. Yeah, you know, yeah, assist um, by old Mister Bob, Bob, Bob as well. So that was good. Oscar, yeah, we're going we're going to talk about him later, but yeah. Um, what about Oscar Bob um, Bernard? I mean, I don't know anything about that guy. I've I've read oh, his uh, I've I've read his records, like in the youth team. Uh, I didn't imagine um, that he would get a game. And, yeah, um, I mean, it was funny. I mean, obviously, over the over the years, as he's come through all the youth setup and, of course, the academy, etc. He, he has he has raised a few eyebrows. I mean, putting in the displays, and a lot of people who had a, a bit of fun with his name. Obviously, Oscar Oscar Bob, and sort of perhaps we didn't think he would get that chance. But uh, well, he's doing perhaps what. Cole Palmer did initially as a substitute, taking odd chances, and he's doing the same, isn't he? He's a, he's a, lovely, a great lad as well. He's, he's obviously got an inter- he started his international career, hasn't he? I think he got a call up a couple of weeks ago for the first time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, he's the sort of guy we used to have a laugh about about five or six years ago because of his name, but uh, uh, no one's just laughing at the moment. We're just enjoying it. Yeah, Ray, he's got the kind of name that would sort of... I think Rowan Atkinson would enjoy. Um, but um, what did you think of him? Bob. Yeah. <laughs> no, let, forget about his name. Let's move on. Let's not be childish. I think he's a great prospect. He's lucky. I, and I said, I said this, um, you know, he's uh, the start of the season or just around then. I said he's lucky because... Uh, or just after the start of the season. Cole Palmer's gone. If Cole Palmer was here, Cole Palmer would be first cab off the rank. Um, James McAtee's gone. He'd been second cab off the rank. These guys have gone, and they've left the door open. Amara's went, so they've left the door open for Oscar Bob. Oscar Bob is the first cab off the rank now for an, an, a young attacking um, midfielder with stroke winger. He's going to get plenty of chances. He's played three times for City this season. I think he's had three appearances, three or four. And um, he's going to get plenty of opportunity this season, especially when we get into the real thick of things, when there are occasions where we need to rest players. Most of the time, except he's going to come off the bench. Most of the time, that's what's going to happen. He might get the odd start in maybe the last couple of Champions League games or the FA Cup, depending on who we're playing. 
Um, but he's exciting. He's still he's still young. He's what twenty years old. He's only twenty years old. Um, he's got an exciting future uh, ahead of him. So I'm I'm really looking forward to to see what what he can achieve. Um, I hope he's a confident you know, lad, isn't he? He seems a confident guy. Yeah, he's got a lot of skill. He's got a lot of skill. He's sensible. I don't think, uh, and this is just going off of very little. Um, uh, watching, I don't think he takes as many risks as Cole Palmer. I don't think no, he doesn't. He's a, a bit, he's a bit when you saw him in those pre season friendlies, he could there was a difference there, uh, but he looked more uh experienced. I know it sounds yeah. daft, but he looks yeah. than Cole Palmer. Yeah, he's more circumspect, he's more cautious, yeah. he's more Cole, Cole Palmer is your doku in terms of taking risks. And um, I think he's got a football brain, he's, got, he's obviously yeah. got a brain. Yeah, because he knows. I mean, maybe look, we're only it's only guesswork, it's conjecture. Maybe he can see where Cole Palmer struggled and where he needs to be what, what he can do to be successful. And it's I think the number one thing is don't lose that ball. Don't lose the ball. You know, it's 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 the basics of football. Get the ball, pass the ball, get the ball, don't lose it, don't take too big a risk too often. That's what I think Cole Palmer did. And it just didn't work often enough. Doku does the same as Palmer, but it works so much more and he's so, he's so much more effective. That's why he can get away with it because he's successful. It's as simple as that. Well, Bernard, um, everyone was, um, for the last few weeks, all the people that I've uh, spoken to, they're all crying about Rodri and Johnny Stones when they were going to be back. Um, and so for the last couple of games anyway, we've seen Rodri back. We've seen Johnny Stones um, back. Um, what what do you make of it? I mean, is, is John Stones back? In your opinion, yeah, that, that particular yeah, role that he plays? Yeah, I mean, John Stones, is obviously, he's doing his job that Pep's asking him, and he's not setting the world alight. Of course he's not, but he's doing exactly what... This is why people like Doku are getting that possibility to take a few more chances because you've got Stones and Rodri at the back, you know, behind them, uh, can hopefully mop things up. And they're just doing as at all. Stones isn't doing anything fantastic at the moment. He's just eased his way back in. Hopefully he'll have a long run. He won't get injured again very quickly. Uh, he's doing exactly what uh, what the boss asked for him. And the same with Rodri, nothing spectacular. He's, he's doing what we expect from Rodri, just quietly getting about his business. And that's what Stones is doing for Pep as well. Well, Ray, what did, what did you think about the the Barnsley Beckenbauer, Johnny Stones? Um, he's he's getting back, you know. Um, he had, I think, he had a decent game. Um, he's had a decent game, um, and he's only been back what two, three games. Yeah, um, yeah. Yep. But he looks smooth. You know, he looks fit. Obviously, that's why he's playing. Um, he's a good person to have back in the team. Um, well, I think we need a few more games to um, decide whether he's fully back. Uh, but for me, yeah, he's back. He's playing well. He's um, he's a Rolls Royce of a player. Wonderful, wonderful cliche that one. <laughs> you were about letting goals in before. Do you think the goals we are letting in were sort the sort of bypassing our guys in the middle, aren't they? A little bit. They're a bit, you know. They, they seem to be uh, surplus to requirements sometimes. We, we seem to be. They found a way just to get in overall round the back of uh, 
of our solid midfield, you know, all the people like Stones and Rodri and uh, Kovacic, if you like, they're getting in behind, aren't they? That, that's the problem, I think, the bypassing that <laughs> that healthy middle section. But it's a combination. That, 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 that is a danger, I think. Yeah, definitely. It's a combination of things. Sorry, jumping in. Um, some of the goals we've conceded have been shambolic. And it's like we're all over the place. You know, we saw the one the other week where was it? Um, panic. A bit of panic, isn't there? Yeah, a bit they of should panic. be calm. They should be calm because they're experienced players. Absolutely. And what's happening is, but also what I think sometimes when my first thought, look, I'm, I'm a Neanderthal football player. My first belief was if the ball, well, I used to say if the ball's not on the pitch, they can't score. I used to just leather it anywhere. I was a defender. I didn't care. Look, I, I played in the 80s. <laughs> You know, the Vinnie Jones dirty. school of defending. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wasn't dirty. I wasn't dirty. I made it look clean. Um, I used to. Play, I used to <laughs> you made it dirty. look clean. <laughs> yeah, look, look, it's, it, look, it's so easy to go on, in a tackle on somebody, get the ball, and then take the man. So easy. Um, I make it look uh, all, all legit. But in those days, my, my there was none of this pass it round at the back. I was not good enough to pass it round at the back. I was good enough to make tackles and leather the ball clear. And that's it. Um, now, sometimes in defence, we're not doing that. We don't want to do that. It was that one, was it last week, uh, Akanji? You know, the ball comes in and he's a bit off balance. He's a bit of out of position. And he just basically passes the ball to the <laughs> attacker who slots it home. Now, I'm sorry, that, but it's a different way of playing football. If it was me, that's gone. That ball's been that ball's been launched. But in their mind, it, they're not there to launch. They're not there. They're there to pass and control and all that. And so I think occasionally you'll make mistakes. But it, Bernard's right. There is that. It looks like it's the keystone cops of defending at times. You've got six, seven men in the box, and the other team's got two players, and they score a goal. I mean, how does that happen? You know, not the Bournemouth one this time, but it's happened. I think if you look back at all the goals we've conceded this season, um, there'll be a few occasions where we were at sixes and sevens. We had more players than the opposition in the box, but we just, you know, give the ball away or the defending was shocking. And you just think these are professional, top professionals. But it happens. And I just think some of that might be the mindset of not wanting to leather the ball, you know. I'm a, I'm a great believer. believer. Uh, it's a good old word that leather the ball, leather it clear. And that's what I, you know. But that's not how we play football. And you know, you, sometimes you've got to take the rough with the smooth. We, we, when we go forward and score goals, we're smooth, and when we control the, the games. But occasionally, you know, you, you you can't get it right all the time, and you, so you have you have to accept it. But as I said earlier, only four clean sheets in 17 games is a concern. Well, you know, having said that, um, Bernard, I, I was impressed. I mean, I think you, that you're probably going to disagree with me, but I was impressed with Ederson. Um, he doesn't get that much to do um, most games. And that that's a, I think that's a problem. Um, it, it's not a problem that Joe Hart ever had because he was like actively involved like almost all the time. He doesn't have much to do. He, he seems to be like reading the newspaper most of the time. But when he's called upon, I think he's all. I think he's all right. 
yeah, of course he is. Of course he's fine. Yeah, he didn't he didn't do much on Saturday. I'm not saying that in a disparaging or horrible way because he didn't have much to do. You know, he picked the ball out of there a couple of times. One only counted, but uh, it, not a lot he could have done about it. It's just the guys in front of him. Uh, of course, distribution wise, he didn't really need to do that much either. Uh, Bournemouth weren't much of a threat. I mean, they, they say as Ray mentioned, they did start the second half on fire. But uh, you know, Edison was very, very quiet, and that's how he plays. But we, we know when he's brought into it is you know you look at the save against United last week. All right, the player um, uh, I can't remember his name now. Uh, he could have put his foot for it. You know, he could have miskicked it and scored a goal. But Edison reacted to the shot as it was, uh, and, and that's what he does. And he's come better at that. But yeah, you can't blame him for anything. If he's not busy, he's not busy. But I mean, he just didn't have anything to do against Bournemouth apart from, uh, say, a couple of picking the ball out of the net twice. But you can't blame him. You're not going to blame him. He's, he, he suits us. He always has done, and he'll continue to suit us. And I'll always have him in every game. Uh, I don't, you know, I like Ortega, but if it comes to the crunch, I'd have, I'd have Edison playing every single game. Well, Ray, we, we do have to mention, I think. Um, David Brooks. Now he, he he used to play for us, and yeah, um, there was a, there was a, it was a long time ago. He obviously suffered um, quite a lot, but um, people were thinking what might have been for him. Um, what, do do you think he could have ever been someone for Man City? Wow, wow that's a, that's a tough question. Well, look, okay, he came through as a kid at City. Left in 2014. Um, so, how old is he now? He's 26, so he left nine years ago. So, he'd have been about 17. So, he left City at 17. Uh, yep. that's, the Pellegrini, yep. that's the Pellegrini years. Um, and then he went to, we sold him to Sheffield United. He had a little bit at Halifax and then Bournemouth. And now he's obviously done really well at Bournemouth. Um, I think, was it Liverpool were looking at him a few years ago before? He, he was ill or uh, whatever, so um, so or ankle injury, I think. So or whatever, whatever, whatever has blighted him. Okay, over the last uh, two or three years, could he have made it at City? It's it's hard to tell because um, who was that guy? Who was that guy? Um, Ray, um, I think it was Michael something or other, the one that scored the goal that Elano passed him to. The one Michael that Mickey J. Yeah, he, he he kind of sort of fell foul to the to the bottle. I think. Yeah, yeah, was, okay. was something similar. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he he lost. He fell out of love with football as well. You know, I, I don't know the full story, but sometimes you get too much too soon, and you can't handle it. Um, what or, what was his name, Ray? Is that Michael Johnson, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, Michael Johnson. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, not, yeah. not the athlete, um, but you know the footballer. But he, he was. But he, he looked fantastic for about a season and a half, I think, uh, Bernard. Yeah, yeah. I don't know too much about uh, Brook, the Brooks lad. I'm um, just happy he's, he's well and playing yeah. and getting on with it. That's all we can say. I don't really remember him too much about him. But there's always people like Michael Johnson. There's always these players, isn't there? Look, look as though. <laughs> You know, when we talk about Oscar Bob, you know, you, you know, he sort of rein in the the thing of it because it, it's early days. But people like Michael Johnson at the time, uh, yeah, he had great potential. It's just, just now it just how it works it just, out sometimes, yeah. isn't it? I, I think I think those were different times as well. Different times. I think you get a lot more support now. 
um, from the from clubs um, uh, to help you maybe not make as many mistakes, but we still see you know players making mistakes. You know, going out for for nights on the town or the the betting scandals that have uh, engulfed football recently. It's um, like Foden, isn't it? I mean, you think of Foden. I mean, he's not had the easiest of uh, routes, and there's always a possibility. Is, is that sort of cheeky lad that might just you know? <laughs> <laughs> but at the moment he's doing everything right, isn't he? And this is this is the thing, as Ray said, the support's there now. Uh, and as long as the support's there. And, and it, but some people get missed, don't they? Some people do get missed, and that's yeah. just us life. That's just how it goes. I think, it, I think okay, Brooks, we don't know, because uh, I think it would have been tough. But maybe that first season under Pep, he'd have had some some game time because we were, you know, we ended that season, Jesus Nath as a, a right back uh, or right wing back. So he might have got some game time, but... It's, we, we can see how incredibly difficult it is. Look at Cole Palmer, how much he struggled to get into this side. Because look, and I said this um, uh, last season and beginning of this, look at who he was up against. We, we've had Bernardo playing on the right, okay? This is where Cole Palmer plays, on the right. We've had Bernardo there for most of the uh, last half of last season, top draw. His deputy, Riyad Mahrez. Come on. So, and the other attacking midfielders, we've got KDB. We had Alvarez, Foden. We had Grealish on the left. We had Gundogan. Where does Cole Palmer get a chance? David Brooks would have been in the same position Os that Oscar Bob is in, that Cole Palmer was in, that Jaden Sancho was in, that anybody who's thinking of making it through is in. And we are going to let some gems go. There's no question about that. You know, look, we, we let Romeo Lavia go uh, for about, what was it, 10, 10 and a half million. And he's got... And who's, that, who's that Aston Villa midfielder that we sold? David, David Luiz. Luis. Uh, that, that everyone's talking about yeah, right look, now. Cracking player. But, um, you know, we couldn't get the work permit for him. That's a slightly different issue. And we couldn't get the work permit. I mean, the reason Villa got the work permit is on a points-based scheme. And they said he was going to be basically integral. They're going to play him um, in their team, their first team. City couldn't give that guarantee. And no way they could, because at the time we had Fernandinho. We had Fernandinho. We tried our best to do that, but couldn't yeah. make it work. Letters, but but you know the, the rules are the rules. Um, but look, at the time we had Dav. I think we still had David Silva. We had Sully Gundogan, KDB, Fernandinho. How, how does David Luiz get in? He doesn't. So we couldn't give that guarantee. Aston Villa could. They got a, a great player on the cheap. Um, so it, it, look, it's, it's the way it happens. There's nothing you can do. Some players will, like Doku, like Bob, are taking their opportunity. And if, if Oscar Bob keeps taking his opportunities, then he'll get a chance at City. Same with Phil Forden has come through. You know, it's tough. Even now it's tough for Phil Forden because from time to time he does get rested. Um, and it's the same with Bob. It's going to be really, really tough. But he's got to keep his head down. I think he can stay. If he says, I'll stick around for a couple of years, see what happens, learn under Pep, learn amongst all these top players, and then see where I am. In two years' time, KDB might not be here. It's, it, it, it's very difficult, I think, to play under Pep. I mean, the greatest uh, footballer that ever lived, in my opinion got short shrift with uh, Pep, like Samir Nasri. He oh, lasted, geez. like, what, six months? No, no, and no, then no. Pep, ha Pep no, no, had no, him no. running. Pep 
decided he was too fat and was running around the pitch. Mate, so, uh, look, at the time, Sam, Sam Nasri, okay, he was as fat as you. Now, would you, be, would you, would Pepper pick you for that team? He was, the problem with Sammy was, he had, he had some issues, okay, some personal issues as well, um, which didn't help him. I, I suspect, uh, I don't know this, but I suspect he didn't have the greatest uh, friends stroke support network around him, advisors, you know, he made some poor decisions and he wasn't prepared to fight under Pep. But he could have been as good as David Silva, I think. Well, look, he was an incredible player, incredible player, and a top. <laughs> Sami Nasri, at his prime, would have fitted into Pep's team so beautifully. Okay, can you imagine another player? You know, you, you would have had Gundogan, Nasri. David Silva, you can just pop it around here and there, uh, and, and have got the skill to take players on and score wonderful goals. He would have been awesome, but he didn't have. He wasn't right upstairs, you know. And it's a shame to say that he wasn't right upstairs, um, and um, you know for whatever reason, he went by the by. And I will take you to task. He certainly weren't the best player in the world. If you said Messi or something, I'd have taken that. But you know, your. Um, your beautification and your uh, wet dreams about Sami Nasri don't make him the best player in the world. Yeah, I know, I know, I accept that. Uh, let's go over to Bernard because as we draw the pod to a conclusion, I just want to ask Bernard his opinion and Ray's opinion about one thing. I remember, guys, a couple of years ago, what everyone was saying that the next best thing the one to replace pep is uh, arteta and um i watched the interview bernard and that just that that just looked like i don't know if it was a, a a kind of a combination of grief and anger and like it didn't make any sense what he said um did you see that well, he's, he's emotional, isn't he? He's very emotional. Um, he wasn't like that in the sat next to Pep, was he? At, at the Etihad, he was. He got the, his face. Oh, was the, the Arsenal, yeah. the Arsenal lad said he's the guy that puts out cones for Pep. Yeah, he's I mean, just he's just a totally different personality. Now he's now he's the boss. Uh, he's showing what a, what a mad ass he is. As simple as that. I mean, Pep's, Pep doesn't always get it right. Pep Pep can be a little bit bitter and. But generally, Pep Pep is reasonable in his his, his interviews and stuff, and we're City fans, so we'll probably say that anyway. But uh, I wouldn't want Arteta back at the Etihad in a million years, mate. At this point in time, not not in a million. I'd rather, I'd rather have the company and buzzer sort of a joint joint venture there. Joint I'd, venture. I'd rather than two doing it. Ray, Ray what did you what did you think? What did you think about um, what um, Arteta had to say? Look, he's emotional. He's he's a he's a half pint Pep, isn't he? Pep's the full pint and, and now Tess is half pint. He does sound like Pep. Some of the things he says, uh, not because of both Spanish or whatever, but he does sound like Pep with the, with the, the way he talks. Um, I can imagine Pep saying some of that stuff. But like Liz, uh, uh, our friend Liz made me laugh completely because she was talking about good looking um, football managers and um she just she just made this comment that made me laugh. She said, "Lego head." Lego he head. looks like yeah, Lego he, head. He <laughs> there is a, there, I'm sure there's a picture of him as a as a Lego character. 
because of his, his hairstyle, isn't it? It's, it's, it is cut out of a, a, a Lego figure. Um, but we're, we're not we're, we're old for making fun of people for the looks, Mike. I mean, looking at three of us. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know, that's true. We, you know, as as good-looking pundits go, uh, I don't think we fall in, into that. You know, yeah, uh, we're, we're, we've got a good face for podcasts, haven't we? That's for ab- sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but look, 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 look. I don't want Arteta. Um, I don't. Is he a good manager? Probably overall, yeah. You, you know what he did at Arsenal last season, what he's doing this season. I think, yeah, I, I have no uh, issues that he's he's going to be up there. If he came to City, would be up there, but. I don't know whether we want to change or would he be able to just continue what Pep was doing? You know, part of me thinks I want somebody who will just continue what Pep was doing, have that status and the stature in the game that the players will respect and listen to him. Do do we even need to talk about this? I mean, he's only 55, I think, which is extremely young for a football manager. I mean, do, do, uh, is it is it like inevitable that he's going to go and manage somebody else? Yeah, I mean, Pep can now relax, can't? In theory, he, he doesn't have to be irate, does he? He's done it all. No. He's done it all. He's won the Champions League for us. He's done it all anyway. He's, he's a lot calmer now. He's a lot better. Arteta's not got that yet, has he? He wants it. He wants that. He wants to be Pep. He wants to win the trophies at Pep's one. He's not going to going to win those trophies at Pep's one as long as City are around. Simple as that. Um, yeah, and it, he's got time, of course he has, but he just needs to rein it in just a little bit. And um, yeah, he's frustrated, and, every, and fans appreciate that. If he was, he was, if we were Arsenal fans, we'd appreciate him having a go at uh, referees, etc. VAR, but uh, yeah, he, he just needs to control it a little bit more. And the bits I've seen in the dressing room, uh, sometimes he, he, I'm sure we don't see the good bits. We only see the the, the bits where he's been nasty. But uh, of course, uh, he, he's, he's got time. He's only young, as you say. It's very similar to Pep. Arteta's 41, Pep's 52. So you do him a disservice, Mike. I hope Pep's listened to this podcast. And Sunbridge, <laughs> he's only 52. Um, but um, I think Arteta, in two or three years' time, will have calmed down a little bit and taken some of this, you know, that, uh, overreaching emotion. <laughs> Of it. He'll still have he still be emotional. I think he's got to be that. Same as Pep is still emotional at times. But I think Pep's mellowed a little bit. He knows what the game is. He knows what the game is in this country, uh, in the Premier League, and how uh, the journalists are there to rile him and decisions are there to rile him. And he doesn't he rises above. I think he rises above most of it most of the time now. Um so I think Arteta will cool it in, but it'll take him a couple of years and he needs to win something. I think. When Arteta wins a major trophy like the league, the Premier League, or dare I say the Champions League, then I think he, you know, he'll calm down a little bit. Well, as we've got, we've just got two more things to do, and then we're done. Uh, the first thing is to talk about other results that happened around the leagues that you might be interested in, and then talk about what is next for City. So let's start off with uh, Burned. Um, the other results that happened, um, anything interesting for you? Not really. I mean, obviously, we've got a big one tonight, haven't we? Tottenham and Chelsea, which, uh, of course, we said to Tottenham. That Luton um, result was yeah, quite I mean, funny. I, I liked it. I must admit, I didn't I didn't realise Luton had took the lead until sort of this morning when I was watching some of the highlights. But uh, that was a good, interesting result. And it's nice to see... Um, 
Villa get beat as well. They were getting far too cocky, weren't they, the Villa fans? So it's nice to see them get beat. And it's nice to see Arsenal sadly get beat with a VAR decision. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, I only care about us really and we're, we're at the top of the moment and let's hope Chelsea can do something tonight. No, but you're got, absolutely right. I mean, we, 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 we don't care about that too much, but I think it warrants a few comments, uh, maybe, Ray. Um, was there anything there in the other results that interested you? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going over all grind, but, um, you know, Arsenal um, getting beat. Obviously, good for us. Um, good for Newcastle. I mean, they, they get a bit closer to the top. They're yeah, I think we're a bit all a bit sorry for Vinny, aren't we? At Burnley, they can't be. They can't. Yeah, get yeah. He, he's, he's. I don't think he, he's on he the, can't get a break. That guy. Um, yeah, but, he, he, but it's it's his choice as well. It's his choice to play the way he's doing, and people are asking him to be more pragmatic. He's seen Pep not back down. He's seen Pep not back down, and it, eventually it works. But you know, the difference was Pep. Still managed to get top four um, at that first season, and then it worked. And Vinny's maybe thinking, "I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll slug it out, and it'll happen." But I'm just going to go through the results. Obviously, United that last minute goal against Fulham uh, keeps Ten Hag bobbing along, uh, which is, you know, I think a draw would have kept him bobbing along. But um, you know, we want him to stay a bit longer. Uh, West Ham getting beat by Brentford. Uh, Burnley losing like Burnley says to Palace. That was disappointing. Brighton drawing with Everton, um, Sheffield United winning against Wolves, uh, and then yesterday's games, obviously, Forest beating Villa. That was a, a very big surprise, actually. Uh, Villa run a very, I think, a very good run. And that was uh, huge. Yeah. It was huge. I mean, huge for Forest. I mean, it, 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 it catapults them up the table. I mean, they were down in about seven, 16th place, I think. So it's ca- catapulted them. Up to 12th, but it's you know, actually, they're not far behind Man United, five points behind Man United. So, um, but the table looks good for us. We're top with 27. Spurs second to play tonight, um, on 26 points. That'll force you to get the pod out today, Mike. They'll, they'll win that, they'll win that, I'm sure. Uh, no, my, I'm just saying, my time stamp to say, uh, they're playing tonight. We'll get this pod out today. Uh, Liverpool in third with 24, so we've opened up uh, a little gap. and a good gap in goal difference as well. That started to happen. Um, Arsenal, three points behind. Um, Villa, five points behind. Newcastle, seven points behind. Um, you know, and Brighton and United, uh, nine points behind. So we've got a little gap now. Um, I don't think there's any problem with us finishing the top four. Uh, that's the first game. Uh, and we'll see what um, Spurs do tonight against their... Uh, nemesis uh, Chelsea, you seem to have a number on them. Um, but it, it's, it's looking good. Three wins on the bounce after two defeats looks good. We've just got to, we've got some really tough games, and I think Bernard's going to go through them. Really tough games coming up. Well, we're, we're going to draw it to a, clo- uh, a close here, but we're going to ask Bernard. I mean, well, I've asked, uh, we've obviously talked about this before, uh, Bernard, but um, the next couple of games for City. Let's just uh, rehash that again, I think. Yeah, quickly, young boys. Obviously, we've, we've got if we get a win there, that's virtually the group sorted. I think a draw will virtually get us qualification. Uh, I think he'll go strong. I don't think Pep will take any chances with this one. Um, I'm hoping, of course, yeah. uh, Edison will start instead of Ortega. I think we've got two Champions League games after this where we can mess around with the team a little bit. 
uh, let's just do the business. So I think he'll go strong, and he's got squats even with the injuries to Haaland. Uh, of course, Gomez probably won't come into the reckoning anyway, but apparently he's on, been on crutches, hasn't he, with, with an injury. Yeah, so we've got young boys. Let's do them tomorrow. We should be able to. I'll probably let a goal in again, but uh, let, let's. I've gone for 3-0. <laughs> I'm optimistic. And then, of course, a big one on Sunday before the international break as we travel to uh, Stamford Bridge. So that will be a massive game for us. And, of course, uh, Pep will go very, very strong for that. And uh, we really, really want to win there. We've got we've got a draw for me. will be adequate. But I really want to go to Stamford Bridge and, and beat them because they're, they're not they're not consistent enough at the moment. So let, let's uh, let's do the business there. Well, that'll do for us. Um, let's have some final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts from Ray? Yeah, look, we've got a tough period coming up. Uh, we've got the international break after the game against Chelsea. This week's this week's important, as Bernard has uh, uh, intimated. Beat young boys, we're through. Probably to top the group if we beat young, young boys... I think that'll probably cement that position. I'm not as adamant that we, I want to put a, a really strong team out against young boys. We've got to win. I think that's important. Um, Pep's got to put out a team to win. He's, you know, um, because I think if I'm right, have we won 21 or 22 games on the bounce at home? 22. 22. Yeah. The World Cup 24. 22. Yeah, we won 22. It's a record 24. Oh, 24. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. yeah. So if we can beat young boys, uh, that gets up to 23. And the 24th game will be against? Liverpool, is it? <laughs> but if we, if we can... So, but, but the and you is, guys have got... Is that is that a home game? Home game. Yeah. Home game. Uh, all right. All right. Yeah, it would be the record for home game, home wins on the banks, equaling that record. But the, the thing is, keep that momentum going. <laughs> Win the game against young boys. Mess around in the last two games if you want in the Champions League. Beat Chelsea. That's imperative. We cannot do anything else but beat Chelsea, and then then take stock again because it's we're on international break. That gets uh, KDB two weeks closer to being ready. Um, hopefully everybody's fit and uh, in, in good form. And uh, yeah, so there's a lot of tough games to come, but got to take one game at a time. That'll do, I think that'll do us. Um, just give the final word to uh, Bernard. Um, um, we do have Kevin De Bruyne coming back in three or four weeks, I think most people say. And we've got a lot to look forward to. Yeah, I think I think the good thing is, uh, of course, Haaland's on the injury list, but uh, hopefully it's not too bad. And I think Pep has a way to deal, to play. We've got a better chance of playing without Haaland than we have playing without Rodri, haven't we? Let's be honest about it. So I'm not too worried. But we'll find a way without Haaland, even though we love him to bits and we know what a cracking player he is. We'll find a way. Uh, and I'm sure we'll, we'll find a way. But as Ray said, one game at a time. Let's get young boys sorted and then on to Stamford Bridge. Well, that will do us, guys. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. We'll finish off here in the normal way and say thank you so much uh, for listening. Have one on us and up the blues. Up the, up the Super, Super Bowls. Bowls.